But what if instead of that energy of like, oh my God, am I going to be punished if I make the wrong mm-hmm. move? We just recognize that like things just shift accordingly. Yes, like they do. If yeah. we just allow ourselves to just trust in this choice as a choice in the field of infinite possibilities and just trust that we're going to be like taken care of, supported, things will be handled. Let's just mm-hmm. make some kind of action, you know? Yes, yes. And I'm speaking to myself as I say this. Welcome to My Spiritual Friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of My Spiritual Friends. I am so thrilled to share this first conversation with you all. Not only is this someone who has had a huge impact on my own spiritual journey, but we got to record this conversation in real life during our pre-launch event at my favorite place in DC, Eaton, in collaboration with Eaton Wellness. So special thank you to Eaton Wellness for being such a beautiful container for this conversation and sending a heartfelt thank you to everyone who shared space with us that day. So without further ado, let's dive in. I am going to introduce you all to someone who, it's not like you don't know who it is, but <laughs> but I just, we, we're going to put some respect on her name right now because she has just been such a pivotal force in my journey um, and the journeys of so many other, um, particularly Black women. Um, Lauren Ash, uh, the founder of Black Girl and Ohm. So Lauren is a trailblazer, a visionary, um, a quintessential creator, you know. Um, she's been highly regarded by publications like the New York Times, um, but that's not the most impressive thing. The most impressive thing about Lauren for me has been how genuinely and authentically she cares about community and building community among black women. And not only building that community, but showing up as a part of that community that center in a way that centers sisterhood. And that's what I've experienced in my time knowing Lauren and getting to be in her presence. Um, and I'm just grateful that we've been able to connect in this way and that we're able to share this conversation with you all. Um, I'm so excited to see everything that she continues to build in this world. Um, and I'm just grateful for the impact that she's had on my journey. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So everyone, welcome Lauren Ash. Thank you. 
I was talking about how I was going to praise dance down here, <laughs> but I would need praise dance music, so maybe, That's right. maybe afterwards. Yes, maybe afterwards. <laughs> I want to be dramatic with the stairs. Yeah. Like, yeah, just walk down the stairs. Sunny, yes. maybe you can put on a little beat afterwards. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to do that. Yeah. Thank you, though, for that warm welcome. Of I'm so happy to be here. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yes. Yeah, so you and I connected through the circle. So I had been listening to the podcast for some time, um, getting my whole life, just getting my whole life. I feel like I kind of like graduated from Super Soul Sunday to Black Girl and Own. Like Super Soul Sunday was like, oh, I should start meditating. You know, I was like, everyone on Super Soul Sunday meditates. I need to meditate. And then I started listening to Black Girl and Ohm, and I'm just like, oh, I need, like, an altar. And I need to, like, I need to watch Agape. Like, you know, just, like, all these influences, you know. Um, your, your reach has been so vast, you know. Um, but getting to just so organically, you know, end up connecting, like, on a friend level, it just... You know, it's just one of those things, like, when when you're in flow, you're in flow. Which also, <laughs> Shelby told me the other day that she, shortly after joining the circle, which was my membership community, she said, I think we're going to be friends. So she called you just, it. Yeah, you just. She called it. Yeah, you kind of know. You kind of know. Um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Um, so, yeah, just, how are you feeling? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling in a state of receptivity. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've been consciously um, practicing for the past two-ish years now is receiving. You know, yeah. we don't mm-hmm. get taught to receive. I think, especially as Black women, yeah, receiving compliments. I mean, even I remember listening to a podcast on, you know, how to practice receiving more because mm-hmm. we get conditioned to give. But yeah. giving until mm-hmm. there's nothing left. Yeah. And I remember, like, it was the simplest thing that this person offered in their show. They said to practice receiving, one of the things that you can do is when someone gives you a compliment, just say thank you. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, girl, I like your shoes, too. <laughs> yes. Or, oh, well, your hair, whatever, right? And even today, like, I was meeting some of your amazing friends, your beautiful <laughs> friends and family, yeah. and I was just like, okay, Lauren, like, they're giving you a compliment, just receive it. And so, you know, even in this yeah. moment, you saying all those words with me in the back, I'm like, oh my God, receive it, because it can feel like mm-hmm. me, like, this is about mm-hmm. me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's saying these things about me, and it's like, mm-hmm. yes, just breathe it in and allow, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's how I'm that being right so now. That is so real. It actually reminds me of um, a conversation I had in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm recalling this conversation in high school where someone paid me a compliment. I think it was actually in show choir class. <laughs> but someone paid me a compliment. Yes, Lauren is also a singer, y'all. <laughs> yes. We're going to do, like, a du- we were just talking about this the other day. We're going to do, do have to do a duet. Let's do it. Yeah, but I was in show choir class, and someone paid me a compliment. I can't even remember what the compliment was, but I remember someone nearby overhearing, and they said to them, oh, you know, she's, it makes her uncomfortable when you, like, compliment her. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me. That really stuck and with me. And they were talking about you? Yeah. 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 And this was in high school. And I was just like, huh, that's really interesting. So I feel you on that. And it's, yeah. it's also one of those things where when we do it in presence with one another, we 
um, normalize it. You know, we encourage one another mm -hmm. to be in a state of receptivity as mm -hmm. well. So I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Love it. So as you know, uh, these conversations are very much about our spiritual journeys and I know so much of your story already, you know, from the podcast, but I think it still would be beautiful to kind of go back to the beginning. Let's do it. Yeah. So I would love to hear about um, what spirituality meant for you growing up. Like, how did it present in your life mm -hmm. um, when you were younger? Yeah. I love this question, and I thought about it before, and I was really— finding myself stuck on the word spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people mm -hmm. ask about like your religious influence, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But to me, there is a distinction between the two. Yeah. Religiously speaking, I grew up in a very Christian household, church, you know, on Sundays and mm -hmm. Wednesdays and like Bible influence in the home, like all the things, mm -hmm. right? I would say spiritually, I really came um, to a deep sense of God both like, you know, God around me, capital G, and God within me as connected to um, through music. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking I a lot that. about yeah. India Ari's album, um, Acoustic Soul. Mm -hmm. And literally that album beginning to end, it not only gave me a sense of like what my kind of spiritual grounding was as a then like 12 13 year old girl when it came out in like 2001 mm -hmm. but I recently listened to it like I pressed play I went in the bath and I just listened to it from beginning to end when I was in New Orleans in January mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god every single thing that like eight eighth grade me was soaking up from that album is exactly what 34 year old me in this moment is like going through and working through and healing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, that speaks to also like how time isn't real, in my opinion. Like time yeah. as a construct, the way mm -hmm. that we think about it in the West is not real. Like I was singing those lyrics about like, I'm ready for love. <laughs> when I was oh, like, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, and I was like <laughs> singing those lyrics about like, you know, her song Back to the Middle is about like equanimity. It's like, when you go from like one end of the spectrum to another and you have to find your balance again. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is me right yeah. now. Like mm -hmm. I was singing this for my future self, not even knowing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Her song, Brown Skin, you know, it's very sensual. I remember actually like when listening to it in the car one day, like my dad had a moment of like shaming mm -hmm. me for listening to it because it was like sensual and sexual and it's like little girls shouldn't listen to this, right? But it's like, I'm coming of age, you know? And I also didn't even know what she was thinking about in that mm -hmm. Yes, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's just, yeah. like, literally that whole album, for me, it was also that and Erica Badu's um, oh, album were the first... Baduism. Yes, mm -hmm. Baduism. Those were the mm -hmm. first two, like, secular CDs that I bought for myself, probably. Um, and because I only was able to listen to Christian music um, for like most of my upbringing until I was like eighth grade, ninth grade. Mm -hmm. So those two, like Erica Badu and India Ari, their influence on me and just music, you know, and black women channeling creative like life force energy, their own experiences or their own like wish for experiences. Mm -hmm. That I feel like was my first 
kind of sense of spirituality outside of like a religious framework, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would also say nature. You know, I grew up in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very like green space, <laughs> rivers, yeah. lakes, just natural fresh water everywhere. And I was just the little brown girl playing in the dirt and like outside mm-hmm. and at the park, you know? Mm-hmm. And who I am now is that same person. Like mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. like, I'm, I don't need to camp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, mm-hmm. don't put me in a tent, but I love a good cabin in the woods and I would love to live in that, you know, in that environment. I've been like telling everyone that I've been meeting like, oh, where are you moving to next? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to <laughs> look out the window and only see greenery. Like that's it. So, yeah, like nature to me is evidence of God and nature to me is like the place where I go to reset my energy too. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like we're so bombarded every day with reasons to not be connected to ourselves. And nature is like that resource for Mm -hmm. connection back to self and to God. Yes. Yeah. Same. And I think mm-hmm. I think nature is probably one of the most underrated, you know, spiritual practices in a way. Yeah. You know. I agree. And I think if you notice when you like go on a hike or um, or even just a walk, you mm-hmm. know, um, how you feel after, like that's a spiritual experience. You yes. know, um, it truly is. So I feel you on that. Um, and I can't wait to hike in LA. Yes, I'm gonna be there when I visit. <laughs> yes, we're we're definitely going hiking. Um, so, at what point did you feel like you? truly started to embody that shift, you know, and, you know, listening to um, Acoustic Soul, listening to Baduism, and just connecting, you know, on a level that you may not have even really been truly conscious of at that Mm -hmm. age, but just like really connecting with what was being channeled through those songs. Um, At what what point did you feel like you were starting to really embody and, and, um, live that like spiritual recognition that was that was happening for you yeah that's a big question (laughs) Uh, I feel like there were probably moments so I can Mm -hmm. speak to those moments um I would say you know when I went to graduate school um right after college um, I went to West Lafayette, Indiana, which was not it for me. <laughs> uh, I went to Purdue. And mm-hmm. that first year of grad school was very hard for me. And I, like, mm-hmm. often forget it because I think I, like, blacked, mm-hmm. like, it out of my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we go through, like, really hard chapters of our lives, that's what we can do, especially yeah. when we don't have a sense of community because then it's, like, who's there to even remind you of that time? You know what totally. I mean? Your journal. Yes. That's it. So that said, I was very isolated that year. And um, it was in that isolation, though, that I first started to, unconsciously, but I first started to gravitate towards practices of well-being, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, uh, which connected me to myself, which connected Mm -hmm. me to God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I started going to the local yoga studio, um, which, like, it's so funny, like, again, West Lafayette, Indiana, (laughs) It is not, like, a place where there's, like, yoga chains. Yeah. You know what I mean? This was, mm-hmm. like, 2012. Like, yoga, in terms of the mainstream sense yeah. of it now, was still was not early. even what it was then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I went for very practical reasons at first. I was like, yeah. let me, like, 
work out these kinks in my back. Like, I don't have the money to go get massages. So let me just go over here and spend like however much it was a month, which wasn't a lot, Mm -hmm. to, you know, stretch my body. Mm -hmm. And what I started to notice the more that I practiced yoga was not only this ease that was in my physical body, but this ease that was in my mental, right? And, oh, I'm able to have a sense of meditation because I for sure was not meditating back then. Like I didn't I didn't Mm -hmm. even really know what that was. Um, And so it was just like a snowball effect and my curiosity grew. And that's what led me to sign up for um, it was an eight week yoga for transformation course. And, you know, in yoga philosophy, there's the eight limbs of yoga. Mm -hmm. And so every week we dove deeper into a different aspect of the practice and the philosophy. And then my eyes were open and my consciousness was expanded around yoga, not just being this physical practice, mm-hmm. but it being this holistic and very historically and culturally rooted, um, you know, world. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I think I mentioned that time in light of your question, because it was just a moment alongside many moments to come of awakening to like, another outlet and another Mm -hmm. like expression for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. one that like I hadn't seen before. Like, I think I had gone to one yoga class in college with a friend. It was hot yoga Mm -hmm. and it was, yeah, it wasn't really about the holistic aspect. It was like, let me sweat and get a good Mm -hmm. workout, which is amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. love a good hot yoga class, but (laughs) the fact that I went there on my own volition because I was, you Mm -hmm. know, honestly depressed probably Mm -hmm. And didn't have a sense of community and didn't know where to seek community. And so I sought that community essentially within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that was definitely a defining moment because that was mm, two, three years then before I would start Black Girl and Ohm. Yeah, th- yeah, actually three, four years before I would start Black Girl and Ohm. Mm-hmm. And so it laid a foundation essentially um, for me to continue to rise on um, around my own sense of spirituality as I defined it and mm-hmm. how I found that kind of connection with myself, you know, yeah. through wellness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's interesting because my, I was thinking about my journey with yoga and I just did not connect with it for so long. And I think it was because I was very much into Pilates for the longest time. Like, my closest friends know that I was just, like, all about Pilates. Like, isolating the core. Like, that was my thing. And then whenever I would try yoga, I was just like, I'm just not feeling any, like, core engagement, you know, from this. And then it was actually after I had been meditating for a while that I backed into yoga. I feel like I kind of backed into it because... I ended up starting to do it for spiritual reasons Mm -hmm. because of what I learned, you know, in my just meditation trainings and things about the eight, you know, limbs of yoga and all of the things. And and I was like, oh, I should have been doing this a long time ago, you know. Um, So I feel you on the just the spiritual pathway that that created and just knowing that that was the beginning of so many things for you, like so much expansion. Yes. Like, And I know a big part of um, you starting Black Girl and Own was to build that community that, that you didn't see among Black women in yoga.
yoga as yes. well. You know, that was like the seed that was planted, you know? Yes. Yes. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, and let's talk a little bit about that time in your life too. Like what, what was it like? Um, how did the, I guess, how did that seed feel in your body mm-hmm. when you were like, you know what? There's a gap here. I don't see people who look like me mm-hmm. in this space. Um, I know the value of this. Yes. And I want to bring it to more people in my community. How did it feel for you when you were just embarking on that journey to start this now huge like lifestyle brand you know, that you've created? Yes. No. I mean... Yeah. I mean, needless to say, (laughs) when I was practicing in West Lafayette, Indiana, there was nobody who looked like me in those spaces. And then uh, a few years later, when I moved to Chicago, you know, um, I was like, wait, why is this still the case? You know, Chicago has so many black people. Like, why Mm -hmm. am I still the only one in this this studio? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I, yeah, I decided to sign up for a yoga teacher training. Um, because I not, like, I wasn't, I didn't have this vision of black girl in Ohm yet, but I had this vision of like just deepening into something that I loved more again, like following my curiosity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've been practicing for about three or four years at that point. And about a week in, I was in a yoga, um, class, you know, you have to take like a certain amount of classes during yoga teacher training Mm -hmm. and reflect on them as you're taking them. And in that class, I was practicing, and literally the phrase Black Girl in Ohm came to me. And I wrote it down. And, you know, for those who don't know, because I always forget, people are always like, what does Black Girl in Ohm mean? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me, like, (laughs) remind. So Ohm in in Sanskrit, which is, you know, essentially the language of yoga, it's when you're in, you know, yoga class, and they're like, Tadasana, Mountain Pose, all of those words are Sanskrit. And um, Ohm is... It's very like abstract, but it's it's this all encompassing um, uh, vibration. It's like the vibration of the universe. It's like the sound we were talking about primordial mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like ancient mm-hmm. <laughs> sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me, it encompasses life and death and rebirth. And um, so, you know, on the other side of receiving it, I'm like, okay. And obviously, over the course of the past seven years, I've come into evolved definitions of what that phrase means to me. But to me, it means being a black girl, a black woman who is really deeply committed to change and evolution and not holding tightly to like, you know, uh, one stage of life or another. And this is just so timely that I'm even talking about this right now. I'm sure we'll get into like what's present right now in my life, but it's like taking it all, accepting it all, embracing everything, even when it feels hard. Um, so yeah, I think that moment of receiving the download was epic. <laughs> but what yeah. was more epic was me trusting it. You were speaking mm-hmm. earlier to, mm-hmm. you know, what it means to create this, you know, beautiful um, community that you are with Worthy Well and encouraging mm-hmm. people to honor what comes through, to honor the, mm-hmm. the intuitive downloads, if you will. And that's what I did, you know, like mm-hmm. 27-year-old me-ish around that age was when I, was when I received it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, 
wrote it down and I started journaling and I started reflecting mm-hmm. and I started telling everybody and their mama about Black Girl and Ohm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really know what it was, yes. <laughs> but I was talking about Sounds it. Sounds so familiar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so familiar. And, yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it was just like an energetic snowball. It was just like, People wanted to support. People wanted to help. Everyone was yeah. like, when's the class? I was like, I don't know, but I'll let you know when I have one. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it was honestly very um, just divine moment to moment. And um, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, it was. It. No, it was. Uh, how did it feel in your body when that creation was how happening? How did it feel? Yeah. Yes. Which I feel like you're. you're you're doing great. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It, you know, it lit me up. Yeah. It lit me up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it felt like I couldn't not do it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I yes. really didn't know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. what was also happening alongside all of this was I was working a nine to five job that I did not like. But it was one that I had, like, efforted so much to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I had moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. and I was, like, applying to jobs and, like, almost getting the job and then not getting it and then almost getting the job. And, then not, and like, the hiring managers were even telling me, like, you were the runner-up. And I was like, don't tell me that. Like, I just, <laughs> just tell me I didn't get it and, like, don't, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was able to look back and know that it was honestly God being like, girl... You know you ain't supposed to be doing this. <laughs> you know you're supposed to be starting your own thing. I know. Don't so, you love that? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I got a job and then didn't like it, that's also was motivation for me to mm-hmm. deepen into something that I did love. Yeah. And once I had that vision, I was like, well, let me run with this. Because yes. what I'm doing over here isn't really feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. So it was also a contrast, a very powerful contrast yeah. of energies, right? I'd be mm-hmm. at my nine to five and I was like not lit up at all. And I was like sneakily working on black grown home stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would be, you know, after work, like finding time and space to to do that. And yeah, yeah it, it lit me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can so relate. So relate to that. <laughs> and that contrast is so real, too. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, you know, when we find in our lives that we're in this moment of um, forcing or, you know, trying to make something work that just isn't or just doesn't feel good, we have to trust that. Like, that feeling is actually a gift. And I came to this place recently where um, I can't remember what I was frustrated about. I might have still been at my old job at the time, but... <laughs> Um, I came to this moment where I was just like, oh, this is a gift. Mm. Like, frustration is a gift, Mm. you know? If we actually make it for our use, it's such a gift, you know? And if we listen to it, and the gift in it, for me at least, was being able to experience that frustration and turn to myself and Mm. say, okay, what am I doing um, that is inviting this frustration, perpetuating this frustration, holding on to this frustration. And what is in my power to clear this frustration? And there's so many moments where we might, you know, feel powerless or like we, you know, just don't have a choice. And we almost always do. And I would even say we always do, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that, that frustration will... You can use it to move you in the right direction, yes. you know? Yes. So That's I love beautiful. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so you found Black Girl and Ohm, which— Or it found me. Yes. It found you. Mm. It found you. Absolutely. Because that is how I view these downloads. Yeah. That's exactly you know how, right. Like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh, someone's doing so-and-so. That was my idea. It's like God does not discriminate. <laughs> God's like, you get the idea, you get the idea, you get the idea. Who's going to express it? Mm-hmm. And, and even, then there's multiple people to exactly. express the same thing mm-hmm. in different flavors. Yes. You yes. Know? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because we truly are unique imprints. Like, we truly are unique imprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That is also a gift, you know, um, to know that however you bring something or create in the world is only going to be yours, you know. It's only going to be yours. Um, So that's, yeah, we have to always remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you, once Black Girl and Ohm found you, um, what were some of the, I guess, because I know for me, like lots of tests, you know, come up. When you get the download, you, you're lit up and you're like, all right, let's do this, you know? Yes. Um, and we were just talking about this earlier, how um, when you, like, get this, like, divine guidance to, like, you know, align on your path and you, you make a decision and you start taking action and then you're asked to do the next level of the thing, you know? And you're just yes. like, but wait. I've already done all these other brave things. You want me to do this other, even braver thing now, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And there are just so many layers to it, which I know, you know, you experience a lot. So, (laughs) so what were, I mean, even present day too, but like, what are, what are some of the tests that came up for you as you were building that and, and leaning into that work? Yeah. I think the first test was like, what I think is the hardest one for any of us who receive a vision, which is like literally just doing it, mm-hmm. like going from mm-hmm. vision in your heart to activating it in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you back there in the corner right before we started yeah. that um, I got started when I got started because someone pushed me out of the nest. You know, I was right. like the little baby bird, enthusiastic, lit up, telling everybody about it but still not doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I thought that I had to take like six months to a year to put X, Y, Z together before it would be ready, whatever that Mm -hmm. means, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was, you know, thanks to me being really divinely connected to this woman, Janice Bond, who's an amazing, you know, artist, curator, arts advocate. Um, I left my day job in the middle of the day to go meet with her at her house. (laughs) I was like out to lunch with the client, even though that wasn't even really like my role. I was like, don't ask questions. God, just let me have this meeting because she was really busy. And Mm -hmm, she had, mm -hmm. I had friended her on Facebook and she had messaged me back and said, can you meet today? And I said, this is my chance. Mm -hmm. So I went over there and literally I walk in her home and she's like, so tell me about why you're here. And I was like, okay. So I like tell her my whole story about my life and my visions and after I was done telling her about Black Girl Gnome she said okay when do you want to start and I said okay I gave her my little timeline right she said no you can start in two weeks you can use my space to start guiding your sessions get more comfortable teaching yoga grow a community and a team and the rest will go from there and that was literally like everything I Uh needed and so I said yes and so I started Black Girl Gnome in November 2014 through a series called November Namaste. It was very cute. No, and yeah, yeah, it was in her beautiful condo in the South Loop. Mm-hmm. It was word of mouth, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when, when people talk about like um, 
their perceived limitations around like, oh, like I don't have like followers on Instagram or like, oh, I don't have like an email list. I'm like, I didn't have any of that either, right? Like you literally just start with what you have, which is intention, which is Mm -hmm. the most powerful thing anyway. Yeah. And faith, which is. is also the most powerful thing. And um, especially when there are people who are willing to support you, you allow Mm -hmm. that support in. We are talking about receiving earlier. You expand your capacity to receive. And you move in alignment. Mm -hmm. And you keep on checking in along the way. So Mm -hmm. that was like the moment. Um, And I would say, yeah, there were a lot of like tests and opportunities, you know, after that. And it just continued to grow because that's what it had to do. Mm-hmm. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was really destined to, yeah. um, when I think about like everything we've been going through, um, uh, with the pandemic and, you know, just not even the pandemic, but also like racial justice and yeah. racial equity mm-hmm. on a global level. I'm like, wow. Like I literally had to have started black girl known when I did for so many more, especially mm-hmm. black women to be resourced in yeah. ways that we needed Absolutely. during that time. I'm like, mind blown you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Mm -hmm. that's why I think you're speaking to this earlier like this obedience to the messages that come to us Mm -hmm. is essential because the timing sometimes people's lives do depend on it your own and other people's and you just Mm -hmm. don't know until later Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's this huge element of not needing to know Like, not needing to know the how, not -hmm. needing to know even the why. Because sometimes the intention isn't the why. The intention is the vibration of... That's it. That's it. The intention is the vibration of, I'm doing this. This is my commitment. But sometimes the why... And you and I talked about this back in, like, late last year, where I was expressing um, some, like, something that was coming up, and I felt, like, pressured around it. And I was just like, I don't know why this, like, feeling is happening. You're just like, you're not supposed to know why. You're just supposed to act on it, you know? And that was just so eye-opening for me, you know? And it takes us out of this, like, loop, too, of just going down this rabbit hole of... Um, inaction, you know, stagnancy. When we let go and and take everything as divine and just allow ourselves to move forward with that trust, that level of trust, like that vibration invites the support, invites the, yeah. the, um, the resources, like everything we need. And I've experienced that, and I know you have, yes. on like such a scale. Yes. Yeah. And this reminds me of something that I saw and that I shared recently. It's like one of those beautiful, like, spiritual, mm-hmm. artistic quotes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes they get you, though. And you're yeah, like, I they that. do. Yeah. And it was something along the lines of, you know, how we act as though the universe is going to, like, punish us or reward us based off of a decision. Yes, yeah. And we use that as, you know, essentially an excuse to not act mm-hmm. or move forward. But what if instead of that energy of like, oh, my God, am I going to be punished if I make the wrong mm-hmm. move? We just recognize that, like, things just shift accordingly. Yes, like, they do. If yeah. we just allow ourselves to just trust in this choice as a choice in the field of infinite possibilities and just trust that we're going to be, like, taken care of, supported, things will be handled. Let's just mm-hmm. make some kind of action, you know? Yes, yes. And I'm speaking to myself as I say this. Yes, you know? all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I'm so glad you said that Uh, because there's definitely this piece where 
we are we're being called to recognize that like we are like we have so much power yeah. to create you know the lives that we want and and that's actually what God what God wants for us like God yes. wants the best for us you know yeah. and so if we accept that and give ourselves permission you know to pursue that then mm-hmm. you know the rest is is just acting and trusting yes um so it's beautiful and then you know when we get into these kinds of conversations a lot of times people will say well what about the dark moments or what about the bad things that happen mm-hmm. and you know at some point you're really just you have to recognize that um you know the question you ask yourself is how can i use this mm-hmm. you know how can i use this and i think the example of you know you founding black girl and ohm at a time when it was built up in a way where it had this huge platform to support so many um particularly black women at a time when it was so needed like yes. so desperately needed you know um and so things are always moving like you said things are always moving and shifting so that we can be where we need to be and access yes. what we need to access. Yes. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm grateful for Black Girl and Ohm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of where you are now. Like, where where are you in your spiritual journey now? Like, what are some of the, the things that you're learning right now on your spiritual journey? Because we all know it's never ending, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, probably the biggest question. <laughs> you know, that quote, that phrase, let go or be dragged, feels very relevant <laughs> to me right now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of surrender. A lot mm-hmm. of um, yeah. deeper just calls for me to surrender and embody yeah. that mm-hmm. and really understanding what surrender is and what surrender isn't mm-hmm. you know like surrender isn't like okay well god if you like show me what's happening next though then i'll let go yeah okay mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not what it is <laughs> yeah and that's how i act a lot of the times i'm like mm-hmm. you know it's like i'm like dip a toe in the water and mm-hmm. i'm like no not mm-hmm. yet you know yeah i'm like waiting for someone to push me in <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's a lot of surrender i feel as though i don't really know what i'm doing in my life i'm not going to lie i really feel like i don't and i feel like i desire to be lit up again and mm-hmm. i'm like parsing out like like who am I outside of the work that I've been doing for the world which feels very elusive (laughs) um I think that when we think about like um like uh you know careers or life someone's life work being of service to the community like Mm -hmm. you do get so wrapped up in it and so I'm, like, in this place where I'm, like, wait, what have I been doing for the past seven yeah. years? And you do it. Who's that? Yeah, and you do yeah. it wholeheartedly. Like, Lauren is, like, <laughs> so for folks who haven't experienced, like, Lauren's community just building and even just um, how she holds space, like, she's right there with us, like, 
sitting with us, like facilitating, experiencing. It's not like, oh, let me go send someone to like, no. Like she's she's in it and, and expanding alongside like her community. And so it is very all-encompassing. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. 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 And I don't think I like ever, like for whatever reason the past year, I have been like disrupted in a sense <laughs> to like kind of look at what I've been doing for the past seven years mm-hmm. through new eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, wait, this is like really big. And like, it feels like a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that we were having lunch yesterday and I read that really beautiful note that my acupuncturist sent me. Yes. And a lot of what feels hard right now is literally what I've been affirming as part of my mission and I'm just experiencing it, which is stepping into a greater sense of my wholeness. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, the past two years for all of us have been some dark heaviness, um, in various ways. And mm-hmm. for me, I've, I've seen deeper, darker sides of myself and it's caused me. And I love, I love that your, your brand is worthy. Well, it's caused mm-hmm. me to question my worthiness for the work and for what mm-hmm. I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I never even like had had that sense mm-hmm. or I had you know, had questioned that before. But I think, like, when you get invited to do shadow work, which for me, shadow work is, you know, getting called to look at aspects of yourself that you may have, like, hidden or, you you know, the things that you look at other people and you're like, I can't believe that they're like that. And it's like, girl, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's you. Um, Whether you identify it or not, you Mm -hmm. know, the the Mm -hmm. strongest we are, like, um, when we we have that charge of judgment over someone else, Mm -hmm. it's usually, like, but it's eclipsed. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. able to see it because it's Mm -hmm. so deep in our subconscious. So So, yeah, I've been doing, like, very deep shadow work for the past year, and it's brought up so much that it's been, like, my mind is now telling me, like, you're not worthy of this work. You're not Mm -hmm. worthy of this purpose. You're Mm -hmm. not worthy of this exact, you know, et cetera. And it's necessary for me to be here, but it feels so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it brings up, again, surrender. Like, can I allow God to just continue to use me and for me to get out of my own way? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) Yes. Getting out of our own way. Oh my God. There's, There's so much in that. There's so much in that. Wow. Yeah. Cause like, I, I kid you not, like, I feel like the first, like, six years of Black Girl, I don't feel like I really doubted much. I was just like, this is going to happen. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the past year, it's like, hold on. <laughs> what yeah. is happening? Yeah. It's that nonlinear exactly. journey. Yeah, exactly. And it was bound about. to happen. Mm-hmm. It was bound mm-hmm. to happen. We all have to, like, I was having a dinner, or, yeah, a dinner with my godbrother, like, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, telling him, like, oh, just feel so unworthy and all this stuff and he was like Lauren look around this restaurant and I looked around and he was like I guarantee you the majority of the people in this restaurant are there are are all running away from something he's like you're not running away you're running yeah. into it mm-hmm. and that is one of the most courageous things that you can do yeah and I was like oh like even right now talking about it, I feel emotional because mm-hmm. like that is true and it feels so hard yeah. you know what I mean yeah Yeah, you just brought up something that came up for me um, a couple of days ago, which was being the work and doing the work at the same time. And I think that you literally, like, epitomize that Mm -hmm. because you are um, so—I think the way I described it to you, I was telling you this the other day, like, you are— 
squarely in the arena. Like you never, you never run away from the I try. work. I try. Yeah. Like in, <laughs> and then you, you show up in a way where, because you are so deep in, in your community, you show up in a way where you're like, okay, well, everyone else is going to need to learn from this. Everyone else needs to learn from this. And I admire that so deeply, you know, because, yes, there are a lot of us who run away from things and don't. And there's no judgment around it. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a we're all at different phases of our paths. And yeah. just as we talked about, like the path is not linear. There are going to be some things that come up for me that I'm not going to want to look at. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen all the time. And, you know, we just have to allow ourselves, like you said, surrender at some point and allow ourselves to um, let that thing expand us. You know, that's the surrender. And I was going to say, I love that you brought up the no Mm -hmm. judgment piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, too, we all have different tools. Yes. I have a ton of tools. So when stuff comes up for me, I can't opt out and be like, God, no, I'm not doing this. It's like, but... You have gathered the resources to get through this mm, season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be different. Like, that's probably why I wasn't doing shadow work in my first year of, like, <laughs> getting in deeper with myself. Like, I wasn't equipped to. Mm, I'm equipped now. I have a community. Yeah. You know, both in, like, mm-hmm. like cl- my close friends as well as, like, a community of, like, other healers who are, like, holding space for mm-hmm. me, you know? No yeah. matter how many times I'm like, I'm in a dark space. I'm sad. They're like, girl, it's okay. Lean in. Cry some more. <laughs> I'm like, when will it end? They're like, I don't know, but it's not going to end by you resisting it. And I'm like, okay, read me. Yes. So, you know, yeah. it's like I have yeah. people mm-hmm. now. It's not mm-hmm. my grad school West Lafayette, Indiana mm-hmm. days where I was literally by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm resourced. Yeah. I'm equipped. Mm-hmm. You know? That is such a major point to mm-hmm. make because we won't. It goes back to, you know, um, what is that saying? Like, God will never, like, give you anything that... I'm not saying it right, y'all, but somebody help me. But more than you can bear. Thank you. Thank you. And and connecting that to the fact that what that actually means is that we have all of the resources we need to... Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. To persevere. That's definitely yeah. it. Mm-hmm. At all times. Literally at all times. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've talked about your journey, like mostly in the context of, of Black Girl and Om, and and some of the um, things that you're learning right now. I want to kind of get into the tools a little bit because okay. we haven't really like talked about human design yet. But um, as I'm listening to you, I'm just like, oh, yes, that's that one. That's that, like, investigator coming up, which you don't have, but I have. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is, like, really diving deep. Like, when you dove into yoga and just, like, really, like, learned so much, you know. Um, What is your human design? And could you just, like... Explain a little bit about what that is and how that has, you know, informed your journey and as a tool. Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Human design is one of many tools in my toolbox, yes. my spiritual toolbox. Um, human design is essentially a, a way of understanding yourself in the world in this particular incarnation, right? So depending on your belief mm-hmm. system, 
you know, there's this soul that we all have, this soul. I feel like the soul is eternal. I don't know even if I believe in like reincarnation formally, but I believe in it more so as like my soul is connected to my ancestors. You know what I mean? Like I'm my grandmother for real. Like yes. <laughs> when she passed away, it was like I got more of her and I'm really her, right? Mm. Um, but anyway, so the soul is here and embodied, you know, around that is Lauren. Like Lauren mm-hmm. is not the soul though. Like Lauren's mm-hmm. a personality, right? Mm-hmm. The personality is incredibly programmed by society, right? We get told all these things about what we need to do in this lifetime that many of which we don't need to do any of those, right? (laughs) We're here for other purposes that our soul came here to express. And human design is one of, again, many tools where um, based off of a few different like ancient spiritual systems um, that all come together and help you understand your soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Is that a good summary? Yes, that's yeah. a beautiful summary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's informed mm-hmm. by um, uh, the chakra system, right? The mm-hmm. Hindu system of the body, like the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye, all those things. It's informed by astrology as well as a few other. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not a master class in human design. And I'm but this not is a perfect. human this design perfect. teacher. <laughs> but you present <laughs> as one. Like I, every time I it comes up. I get passionate about learning. That's yes. Why. Every time it comes up, I'm just like, oh my gosh, Lauren needs to like school me on this. But yeah, Thank you. Yeah. I, I get very yeah. passionate. Yeah. So yeah, my human design and um, human design came into my life. I guess like a year and a half, two years ago now, which is amazing to think about. And it it was something that I was able to accept at that moment in my life, Mm -hmm. also because I found out about it through a black woman, actually. Mm, And we all know it like matters Mm -hmm. so much, like the source through which we receive something. Mm -hmm. So um, one of my aspects of my human design is that I am, I'm here to have an extremely nonlinear path. Society doesn't praise that. Mm-hmm. Society's like, do this, then build upon it in a very, you know, and you, you see the mm-hmm. graph, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. more money, like mm-hmm. more successful, mm-hmm. like da 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not here for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it actually makes sense why mm-hmm. this past year has felt so like troubling for my mind, for my personality self. It's like, oh my God, I don't know what I want to do. I'm questioning my worthiness. It's like, you right on time. Go through that so you can get to the next mm-hmm, thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes it, like, the nonlinearity is seen all up and through Black Girl in Home anyway. Like, people That's are true. like, oh, like, did you always know that you wanted to start a podcast? I'm like, no. Like, someone get, brought that to me um, as an idea, right? So many people would, would comment on my voice in yoga class or in meditation and mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, you should start a podcast. Yeah. So I was getting something to respond to, mm-hmm. right, which is mm-hmm. my human design as well, that mm-hmm. I'm here to respond. I'm not here to initiate. I'm here to respond. Mm-hmm. And when I have something to respond to, I notice, does it light me up? If it lights me up, it's for me, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Rather than sitting around and creating like a business plan, so to speak, out of thin air based off of what I think will be successful or I think will be impactful. Literally Mm -hmm. everything in Black Girl Known for the most part that has been impacting the community has been something that I received as an idea in one way or another from the outside world. I noticed that it lit me up and I did it. Mm -hmm, Like even mm -hmm. the expansion tour, I did this really big, beautiful national tour in 2019, right before the pandemic. I'm so glad I did that. And that was like, people were like, you should do a tour. And then out of the blue, you know, um, this beautiful space reached out and they're like, do you want to do this? And literally created it in a month's time and then traveled for two months to do the tour. So yeah. 
it sometimes feels yeah. like like I look back and I'm like, ooh, girl, you've been doing the most. <laughs> but it's always been um, in alignment yeah. with the overall intention, yeah. creating space for Black women to breathe easy. Mm-hmm. You know, creating um, creating uh, experiences for Black women and women of color to really be empowered, to be seen, to be heard, like all of those things. So yeah. as long as it's in alignment with the intention and it lights mm-hmm. me up, I'm going to do it. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yes. I love that. And you and I share a lot of human design traits. And actually, I was listening to Black Girl and Ohm. Um, I don't know if I told you about this. I was listening to Black Girl and Ohm one day. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you are, you have sacral authority. Yeah. And so your authority is um, how you best make decisions. Is that a yeah. good way to yeah. describe it? And so as you were telling this story of your sacral authority in play, it's basically about your gut instinct. Yeah. As you were telling this story, I was just like, that sounds a lot like me. And I was like, let me go look this up. And so that's <laughs> literally when I started diving into my Ooh. human design. Mm-hmm. And when I started like learning about like the channels <laughs> and things and a lot of the channels for me, which are another word for channels are gifts, like gifts that express in your life, um, were directly tied to Worthy Well, directly tied to Worthy Well, <laughs> um, about helping people like awaken to, you know, self-love and this yes. inner connectedness, um, curiosity, which anyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely curious. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, it was very interesting. And what it affirmed for me actually was um, how strong my intuition was, Mm. you know, and that I was already, like, tiptoeing down this path and then having that as a tool to kind of affirm a lot of the things that were coming up, especially at this point in my life. I think I found human design in divine time, for sure, because I think I slowly got to where I am right now. But when I found human design... And leaned more into other tools like astrology and things like that. I I found that I was able to move more quickly and with more confidence. Yes. Um, because one thing that it taught me was actually that none of us are ever actually confused. You know, we're really just making decisions day to day. If we can tune into the part of us that is that authority that does the part of our bodies that actually like tells us what is aligned and what isn't, then we're actually not confused. And I would, I would kind it's of the mind that's confused. Yeah, it's the mind that's confused, you yeah. know. And especially, you know, in this like pivotal moment in my life where I was leaving my job and starting this company, I I had a lot of moments where I was just like, okay, I have to make a lot of decisions. This is going to be really interesting because I had this idea in my head that I was indecisive. And then when I learned about just like my, how strong my gut instinct was, how strong um, my feeling instinct is, which is probably my dominant, you know, sense, um, I realized that I am not um, indecisive at all, you know, and none of us actually are when we learn how our bodies express, you know, and all of that is divine guidance, you know? Um, so that was kind of a revelation for me when I started to kind of dig into, you know, human design. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And a friend of mine has like said things to me, like, like when I'll say, oh, like I got this sign today, right. That I'm supposed to do this thing. Right. 
He'll be like, oh, look at that beautiful um, thing that you laid in your own path, mm. right? When we view these, these seemingly serendipitous moments or like <laughs> you were talking about the angel numbers before, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. A feather on the path, whatever the yes. thing is that yeah. you have been like, ooh, that's a sign for me from God. It's mm-hmm. like, what if you view that as like you gave that to yourself as like a reminder of like you're on track? Mm-hmm. You know, which is yeah. like so amazing to just remember your own power again as connected yeah. to God, but like your own power. Yeah, yeah, because we were given it. Mm-hmm. And the song that we were listening to um, last night, um, I think it was called High Five. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the lyrics in it says, um, uh, He's given us all. Like, tell a friend. Like, he's given us everything we need. Go tell a friend. You know? And that's what that power is, you know? Um, And I just love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of tapping into that power, you mentioned um, when we were talking about, you know, doing the shadow work and, you know, being prepared with the tools. Like, just being divinely prepared Mm -hmm. with everything you need to, to move through that. Um, tools are so important, you know, as you know, and practice is so important. And that's exactly how we get to this place where we're able to tune into that inner wisdom, you know? And I know for me, um, meditation has been such a huge, huge eye opener. And I often say, like, when you start meditating consistently, like, you might do it to relieve stress, but don't be surprised once you have that spiritual experience and you're like, oh, wait, is that God? Like, is that God? Like, you know, it's 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 very deep um, because you become you come into this deep resonance with yourself, and you come into deep resonance with God. You know, when you spend that quiet time yes. to just be, and you kind of remove yourself from the from the matrix, if you will, from the day to day. Um, and you're able to just um, be with yourself um, absent from space or time. Um, and so that's been a huge practice for me. But I'm curious about some of your like um, staple, non-negotiable like practices that mm-hmm. really do sustain you. And I'm sure it changes depending on, you know, what's happening in life. But yes. what are some of those practices for you right now? Yeah, I mean, I've been journaling since I was a kid. So it's like a compulsive thing at this (laughs) point. I'm like, I can't not. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, nearly every day, most most weeks every day, Mm -hmm. um, which means I have a ton of journals and they kind of overwhelm me, to be honest. I'm like, oh my God, you've really documented your life, which I think is really important as people to do in general. Like I'm very passionate, especially about black people Mm -hmm. as a means of like preserving our stories for the next generation. Absolutely. Um, One of like the greatest gifts that I have is my grandmother's like, um, she wrote a column in the local black newspaper for 30 years. And then she also filled out this book from, like, you know, a little gift shop all about me. So we have, like, a glimpse of, like, her life in time over time. And, like, that was valuable for me. So that's one of my practices. It helps me reflect. It helps me um, get out my emotions and see what's going on in my life. Um, And then that's very connected to my meditation practice, which has shifted over time. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll sit in silence. Um, I also did get, you know... um, introduced to Vedic meditation. Um, I have like lots of love for being guided in meditation. It just, honestly, I just trust like what I need in the shifting seasons. Um, But I love meditation as a practice because it helps me turn inward and see what's going on. Like 
I don't need to silence my mind in it. That's not the purpose of it for me. It's like really to be like, what's going on? Like what's yeah. really on a loop? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the mm-hmm. mind, again, it's so conditioned. It's so programmed. It will just continue to do the same thing mm-hmm. that it has done for five months, five years, 50 years. And yeah. if you don't tap in and listen to it, that will run the show. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just about observing. Mm-hmm. Um Non-negotiables. I mean, time in nature. Like, I am a different person when I spend lots of time in nature versus when I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, sometimes it is just a walk around the lake. Like, that's literally my favorite thing to do, go on walks. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I went on a walk last week with my godbrother around the lake. And I was just like, this is, like, my favorite thing. It's so simple, Mm -hmm. but it fills me up, you know? I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are definitely my non-negotiables, and they're all simple. They're all free. I'm like, this is great. Yes, yes. That's the best part. Like, so many of these practices are literally things that we can do with our bodies. We literally don't need any props. We don't need to go pay anybody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we might need to go pay somebody to help us out on some things, but— by and large, like those day-to-day like practices, they don't cost anything. All it is is just taking time, yeah. you know, to really sit and be with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, whether it is in nature, whether it is in meditation, whether it is in yoga, whatever lights you up, yeah. um, whatever feels aligned. And I'm, you also mentioned, like, you know, it changes with the season. Yes. I know for me and my practices, it's, it's certainly not rigid. Like, you— you have to, like, let your intuition guide you to what feels aligned for you as well. Um, there's so many different kinds of meditation. There's so many different kinds of yoga. And there are also, like, things like music, which I know we both just love so deeply. Um, there's so many things that that can become a spiritual practice to us. It's just paying attention to what feels good, you know, what feels aligned and what opens us up you know, to access those things that we need to take a look at, you know? Um, I love that you're mentioning that too, because a lot of times we get caught up in what other people are doing Mm -hmm. and think that we have to do that thing. Yeah. But rooting ourselves in our why for this season of life, Mm -hmm. like if you're, you know— struggling with forgiveness like Mm, pick a practice or gravitate towards a healing space that really centers on that Mm -hmm. right or if you're like body is out of whack maybe yoga would be great restorative yoga yin yoga whatever but like not just doing the thing we're just jumping in because it seems popular it seems like um you did that before and it worked, but really mm-hmm. honoring like what your needs are and finding something that supports that directly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's such a good point. Such a good mm-hmm. point. So now that you just have had so many experiences and um, especially coming from the place you're in right now where you're really just leaning into surrendering to um, receiving, you know, your next chapter. Um what advice would you give your younger self, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now about your spiritual journey? Ooh. That's a great question. Like, what <laughs> younger self? I know. It's like, which one? The one that's 20? Short? Yeah. <laughs> Five? Yeah. With the first one that comes up. First one that comes up. Um, you know, I think I would give her the advice. This is literally like a daily thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um 
to be more present and to simply enjoy life. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times we, well, I'll just speak for myself. I get, this is programming. This is cultural programming as well. I get it in my head that there's something better that's coming. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I'm like, girl, so your life is that. great. You have friends yeah. and people who love you, period. Mm-hmm. Nothing else even matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even talking about black girl and ohm or my community at large. It's like the simple things, like love yes. with like my people. Yeah. Like that's literally what matters, you know? And mm-hmm. everything else is just like extra yeah. beautiful. So yeah, just being more present and, and being in celebration of life as it is in every single moment. Um yeah, I feel like that's really it. And and it's also like I do I do feel like I have been, but I feel like it can get even it can expand even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and this yeah. is also in my human design actually. <laughs> I have um one of my like consistent energies is basically being able to be deeply present. And mm-hmm. that's like why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. It just matters that I'm deeply present with it. And when that mm-hmm. happens, I receive support for whatever it is. And, like, I love that. It, it's hard for me to understand because it's like, what? You can do anything? It'd be as long as I'm deep. Like, so even right now, like, mm-hmm. I am doing my best to be deeply present at this moment, knowing that yeah. it's not going to last forever and that there's a magic in this mm-hmm. act of presence, you know? I love that. And I've seen it happen. Like, I'll actually just tell the story because it came to me and it's, like, awesome. So I was Mm -hmm. in um, Thailand. I went there on a solo trip. Mm -hmm. I was really spontaneous, y'all. Like, (laughs) I went from a retreat in Indonesia to Thailand. The people at customs, when I was flying to Thailand, they were like, where are you staying? And I was like, "Uh, hold on. I, like, Google, like, where should I stay? Like, I... This was one of the most spontaneous things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. So I get there and I go to the place that I had Googled really quickly and it ended up being great. So I was enjoying my time there. I woke up the next morning and I pressed play on um, a conversation probably on Super Soul Sunday, actually, because it was Oprah and um, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, that's a good one. New Earth, Mm -hmm. which I haven't read, but I listened to their conversation about Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle was talking about how God is in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Like, and he said the, the thing that you can do that's the most simple to experience this is to go walk in a garden and don't try to label anything that you see. Just yeah. be in presence of the flowers and of the plants. And I was like, this is nice, right? I'm getting ready. I'm like eating breakfast. And I go out in the lobby and I talk with the women and I'm like, what should I do today? Like I literally had zero <laughs> plans for my trip in Thailand. And they're like, oh, you should go to the garden. And I'm like, okay, great. And I had made no connection between what I had just listened to and what they yeah. said. They're like, oh, you can take those bikes. And I'm just like, wow, Thailand is great. You can meet some bikes. There's no locks. No one's going to steal this thing. This is great. So I get on the bike. I'm just like living my best life, like (laughs) following the directions that they gave me to go to the garden. And I start seeing like this epic, like landscaped lawn. And I was like, this is not some little garden in the corner, like of someone's house. What is this garden? And I come to discover that they sent me to like the Royal Gardens of Chiang Mai, like the King's Gardens. To this day, it was the most epic, because I told you I love Mm -hmm. nature. It was the most epic Mm -hmm. experience 
ever with nature. Yeah. Well, I've had a few, but it was one of the most <laughs> epic. Mm-hmm. Because, but it was because I was in full surrender mode. Yes. And yeah. it was literally connected to what I had received that morning. Yeah. So I was there for five hours walking around acres and acres and acres of gardens that had plants and flowers from all over the world. It was unbelievable. Wow. It was so unbelievable. So, you know, I think that's just a metaphor, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> thank you for telling that story. Oh I forget about that story, but I, I have, I need to, like, I, I know that I captured it on video, too, because mm. I was, like, genuinely shook. I was like, this just happened, and... That whole trip of me living in complete surrender, it got mm. me exact. That was uh, when I actually also met this other um, amazing, like, black woman. We met mm-hmm. because of this, like, black meetup in Thailand group. Oh, my god! <laughs> we got food. Uh, we spent a whole day together. At the end of the day, she was like, what do you do again? And I was like, oh, we didn't even talk about work because I tell her about black girl. And mm-hmm, she's like, mm-hmm. I listen to your podcast. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? And then she was like, by the way, if you ever need a place to stay, yeah. I, when I live in the States, I'm based in L.A. Mm-hmm. And that was before I was um, before in L.A. But yeah. literally a few days prior on New Year's Eve, I was like, God, I'm not playing around. I'm moving to L.A. So it was mm-hmm. just like things like that, that happen in so surrender familiar. mode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Y'all, it is real. It is real. Okay? And I need to remember this for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I freaking out in life Mm -hmm. right now? I'm, like, so scared. It's like, girl, remember the amazing things that happened? Yeah, there's so (laughs) many stories. There's so many stories. And it reminds me of my stories around L.A., too, where I, I got to this place where when I get these, like, downloads are just strong, you know, signs and synchronicities about things. I get to a place, I've gotten to a place now where I, I listen more quickly because I, I know what it is, you know? Yes. And um, what I've started doing is when these things come up, and LA, moving to L.A. was one of them, um, I was like, okay, I've seen all the signs. I see what's happening. And so that morning, the next morning, I, you know, after my meditation, like I said a prayer, and I was like, all right, I'm saying yes. Just making that very clear. This is a yes. We're doing this. Show me all the steps. Show me all the signs. Literally that same day, um, I get a message from our friend Missy on Instagram. She's like, hey, you were just on my mind. I just wanted to, like, check in. And I told her about LA. She was like, oh, you should actually just stay with me and or take over my place. Or she was just like offering all these different things. Yes. And I just started tearing up because I was just like, this is so real. Yes. This is so real. And yes. one day I will also tell the longer story of all of the signs and synchronicities that led up to, you know, me actually saying yes. Cause it's a big, you know, change. But yeah, yes. it just all aligned. Um, so I love that you told that story. Yes. So I mean, beautiful. the the lyric mm-hmm. came up when you were talking too. It could all be so simple. Yes, yes. It could all be so simple. Yes, yes. You know, we, we love a good Lauren Hill lyric. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> love a good Lauren lyric. Um, yes. Well, this has been such a gift, Lauren. I such agree. a gift. Thank you so, so much yes. for just being here in person, yes. but also just you know, your energy is just, you know, such a gift to so many. Thank you. And thank you for saying yes, you know, seven years ago to the seed that was planted. And that you've now just like planted seeds in so many other people, (laughs) including myself, and look what's happening, you know? And so I just 
want to express some real gratitude yes. to you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I receive. I receive. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. To check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.